Adaptable Project is here to help, educate and inspire Aussie blokes to reclaim their physical and mental strength. This episode of the Deadbod Project podcast features audio from the All Fun and Games YouTube series, where we get a well-known personality from sports or entertainment, play an old-fashioned board game, and have a good old-fashioned yak. Some of the stuff we talk about is around the Dadbod pillars of diet, training, and mental health, and some of the stories are just enlightening or entertaining or just downright piss funny. This is the Dadbod Project podcast. This is the Dadbod Project. The Dad Bod Project. Dad Bod Project. Today's chat is with AFL legend and dual Brownlow medalist Greg Diesel Williams. Diesel explains how he can't remember the grand finals he played in or even his wedding day anymore and also explains in great detail why he should have actually won five Brownlow medals. Diesel, how are you going? I'm, I'm great, thanks. <laughs> i got to apologise for my outfit. Um, I've just come from work. So. Yeah. Can yeah. you see me? And you, you're uh, with, with, on, you know? with the, the editing guys are going to have to completely recolor grade the whole thing because of that yeah. shirt. You're working for your boy. Yeah, Jai's uh, in construction yeah, for Hickory, so I'm just helping labouring and stuff like that. So it's pretty good. Gets good me out of the house. You always said that if you whacked a bloke, you gave him warning first. If I beat you at mini air hockey, you're going to whack me? <laughs> well, I haven't whacked someone for a while, but... Actually, ice hockey is pretty rough game. It is. That's true, though, isn't it? If a, if a player was holding on to you, you'd just basically yeah. say, let me go or I'll tap you, and if they didn't, you'd come good on your promise? Mm. No, it's true. I did. I always warned them, and it got around that I actually did go through with it, so a mm. lot of them didn't hang on, so that was cool. Right. There's been a few... Um, I remember one of my early couple of games, there was a guy at St Kilda. Um, I was in the centre. I was only playing my third or fourth game, and... Um, Guy said to me, "Look, if you go near the bull, I'll break your nose." And um, I, I broke his nose, and um, he didn't didn't say it again. So. <laughs> well, if it works, yeah, fair true. enough. You had that arm guard for it when you broke your arm. You seemed to have I that did. arm. You had it forever. Did you just yeah. keep that on so you could use it as a uh, weapon? Was that, that yeah. the? Well, I had pins in there, and it, yeah, like when you actually touched it, it killed. You know, right? Because that screws in my arm still. So that's why I wore it. Mm, all right, let's play a bit of mini air hockey. We'll see how these uh, these hands go, mate. You can you can shoot first. So, how many brown? Oh, that, oh, hello. How many brown lows should you have won? Just, just viewers, this has got air coming out of it. Everything. It's, <laughs> it's a good little game. <laughs> Jesus, let go of me. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'm sure not to grab hold here. Very defensive at the moment. Hey, oh. one to me. How many brown lows should you have won? Oh, look, it's pretty obvious that I probably should have won one more. Mm. Um, I'd say at least. The umpire thing, but... Five, six, seven. <laughs> I wouldn't say that much. No, I joked to Juddy about that. You know, oh. I said to Juddy once um, at a function that, you know, how do you reckon he would have won if he could run like I did? How many brown lows would he have won? I don't think he would have won one. Mm. If, if I could have run like him, I would have won six or seven. No doubt. Did you ever get to the bottom of 1993? I mean, did you ever? I yeah. probably should interject for if there's any, if anyone watches this at all and they are of a previous generation. 1993, Gavin Wanganing wins the Brownlow medal for the Bombers and a, a deserved winner and a yeah. highly respected player, Champion. particularly by his teammates. But there's a game where you pick up 44 touches and a goal, mm. you don't get a vote. Yeah. What did you say to umpire John Russo that was that bad? That oh, he we just had a run in for years, really. Right. It wasn't just that day, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's deliberately didn't vote for me, so 
was pretty. The other umpire wanted to vote, give me three votes, two votes or one vote, and Rosso said, oh, no, I'm not voting for him. So wow. that was a bit disappointing. Yes. It, are you still <laughs> pissed off about it now? Yeah, very. Yeah, I'm yeah. over it, but I'm not. Mm. No. Well, if dickheads like me keep asking about it, you know, you never know. Your shot, 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ch- hey! I've been practising this with my six-year-old boy. Just to, How are you doing well? Just, oh, thank you. Thanks. Is that cheating or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Do we have a statistic on how many dogs and cats, and kids for that matter, are called Diesel as a direct result oh. of their parents' adoration for you? Oh, heaps of kids. Have, uh, heaps of families have said they call it Dog Diesel. Heaps. Mm. Yeah. No family members, but obviously dogs. Yeah, heaps. Mm. Oh, we have a... There are children as well, though, are they not? Diesel, I'm not sure. Yes. My next-door neighbour's boy is called Diesel. I know there's a couple of Aboriginal kids have been called it. They often call them after a star football or stuff. So, when's the last time you were called Greg? Mm, not very often. When I when I text you, I'll throw it's every really. every third or fourth time I'll throw in a Greg just to mix it up a bit. Let's go back to the beginning. You're 17 years old, and in your words, you couldn't fucking run. You go to the Blues, it doesn't work out. You're sent back to Bendigo, and then you wrote a letter to Tom Hafey, basically just saying. Give me a shot. Yeah, look, I did. I did a couple of pre-seasons at Carlton and then, yeah, got knocked back twice and then wrote to Tom to go to Geelong and, um, yeah, he just said come down and do a pre-season with Geelong. So that was pretty good of him. And then, yeah, I was lucky enough that season, which is 84, the season, yeah, I got, I got a game on the, in the centre on the first round of the, that year. So that was pretty cool. Was that the done thing? Was that a common thing to take it upon yourself to write a handwrite a letter to a coach and say? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm about. Desperate. I haven't heard of it, but yeah, just dad just said, just write to him and see if he let you come down, and yeah. he did. So yeah, it worked out well, and played in the centre. I was struggling my first game. I had 38 possessions in my yeah, first game. Yeah, it was a tough start. Yeah, yeah, it was. Gary Ablett was on the wing, and Mick Turner was on the other wing. It's a pretty good centre line, and. Yeah, we beat Fitzroy, so it was. Do you reckon if cool. I wrote to Bucks or Dimmer and said, "Can I come down and have a turn?" Do you think that would work? <laughs> I wouldn't go to Collingwood. I no, wouldn't. well, I'm shit at footy anyway, <laughs> so there's that to consider as well. But like you say, you pick up three votes in your first game; the rest is history. Mm-hmm. But you had this internal benchmark, didn't you? You wanted ten touches a quarter. You wanted forty touches a game, and if you didn't get it, you'd be pissed off at yourself. Yeah, I did. I had this. I call it an unhappy attitude all the time. I was never happy attitude, I should say. Never mm. happy. And um, unless I got 40, I wasn't happy. So, you were just that committed to being consistently yeah. excellent. And I tried to get 10 a quarter. That's what I trained for. And that's what I focused on. So mm. I kept just working on that simple game plan and um, attacking the ball. Yeah, try and do something with it. And I got 40 a fair bit, though, which was... Mm which was pretty good. So. It's a bit like my approach to being air hockey. All right, batter up. What are we? We're 2-1, I think. I'm getting a flogging. <laughs> you, you oh, 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 that's in. That counts. Goal. That counts. 3-1. We'll just yeah, up attacking. yours there a bit. This is the Dad Bod Project. Can I ask you about the rivalries? Sport has personal rivalries, but yours seem to be extra intense, extra personal. Is that... Is that true? And if oh, so, how players come? or teams or players against? Yeah, 
Look, I tried to be the best centerman, and I did everything possible to, to be the best centerman. You know, I tried to win everything I could. I that's yeah. what I just did. I just wanted to win the Brownlow every year, the best and fairest. I just tried to win everything, mm. and you know, a lot of players tried to stop me, and teams, and individuals, and coaches, and yeah. Mm. So I just. Yeah, I just found it me against them, and yeah, like I was uh, determined. Yeah, that's just the way I focused on it. That's just the way I did it. Mm. Fire up, three-one. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> this is good. This is good. I'm the worst player. Well, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna get whacked here in a minute. Can I ask you about your memory? How bad is it? Yeah. And. You know, to what extent do you think it's a direct result of copying wax at the bottom of a pack? Oh, I think it's definitely a problem, my memory, no doubt about it. I short think term, long term? Oh, both. Right. Yeah. But I think the main thing that worries me is the the things I can't remember, no games or my kids getting born or married wow. or, you know, I just can't remember anything. Like wow. That. So it's pretty strange, but I know people forget things, mm. but... Um, I can't actually, without, I know I've done things. I yeah. know I played in the grand final in 95, but I can't remember it. Get out can't, of here. Can't remember. You don't it. remember anything about the day? No. Wow. No. So Afterwards or any? I've seen footage and yeah. photos and things, but it's just, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much most games I can't actually, yeah. So I reckon it's bad. I really do. You're saying that you don't remember the birth of your kids, your wedding day, no. your grand final? No detail, no. Wow. No. And, um, yeah, I just don't think it's right. I, but I, look, I still function, I'm fine, I'm... Yeah. But even there's a fair few players at the moment who've had issues, a lot of issues, and it is a big issue. And I think the most, the best thing is the awareness that's out there. Like, even Polly Farmer died not long ago and he yeah. got his brain tested and he had a bad case of CTE, which is... In the last 10 years of his life or so, he wasn't very good at all. Mm. And it's just sad, really. When did it, it start for you? Like, when when did you realise that there were gaps? Oh, look, I didn't really... I just thought it, that's the way it was, I suppose, because mm. no, no one ever mentioned it before, yeah. CTE. And then I started hearing about America and gridiron, and, and I just thought, like... Because I did play for a long time. I played for 14 years, senior level, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's not just getting knocked out, it's the continual tackling, practice. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of um, bumps and stuff. So, and it is a big issue. Like I said, the awareness, the main thing is don't let your kids get knocked in the head and mm. at school and, and girls are like six times more chance of getting knocked out or concussed. They're right. worse, six times worse than a guy. Like that's, wow. you know, you gotta be very careful. How many times would you be knocked out, Terry? Well, I didn't get knocked out too many times. Two or three times in my career. Oh, but you copped you know. a lot of wax. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I know I did. Yeah. Mm. Dazed or. Yeah, so. Wow. But I think the AFL are doing a lot of things about it. I think the. But I think it is a fair income thing, and I think the polypharma thing, which is one of the legends of the AFL, um, and there's going to be a lot more. Mm. There will be, and unfortunately, even guys at my era, you know, unfortunately try to kill themselves or they're alcoholics or they're you know they're not in a good space mm. they're really not they're angry or they're they're all these different things yeah mm. 
Have, have you, is your behaviour different, do you think, as a result? I mean, you talk about no there doubt. are behaviour issues yeah. for some guys. Yeah, is yeah. that right? Angry, right. Angry, which, anger yeah. management, stuff like that, which is not good. Okay. Yeah, so, but I'm getting looked after. I'm, like I said, I'm in a pretty good space now. Yeah. So. Yeah, mate, that is, um, that's full on. And at least, like you say, the, the very start of any of these things for awareness is to have a conversation. So, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's important. Speaking of guys of your era, Mm. When we do the Anthem Sport Live events, and particularly with players of, of your generation, we talk a lot about the, the pubs and the beers and the smokes and the girls. Were, were you part of that scene? Were you going out after a game and trying to get 40 possessions in the nightclub as well? Or? I was very stuffed after the game, I promise you. I, um, look, I went out a little bit, but I, I actually got married when I was 21. Right. Uh, we had kids straight away. Like, it wasn't my, it really wasn't my scene. The tunnel and the my clubs and <laughs> this goes then Jesus um, it really wasn't okay. look I seriously might go for dinner have four or five beers and that's it is that right seriously yeah, okay. mm, fair enough what about the game now is footy good now is it shit now what are your what are your thoughts on footy do you watch no, footy no I still respect it and I, I was working at Carlton this year until mm. I got sacked really because of the virus and obviously the financial situation the clubs are in and so, no, I respect the players and the, what, what they're doing, but I, th I still think the game's got issues in regards to congestion and, mm. you know, there's just too many players around the ball, there's too much, too much tackling and there's, you know, there's not enough highlights in the game. So, it's definitely got issues. Mm. What's, the f one, what's the first thing you'd fix then? Oh, my idea of fixing is, the uh, first thing is the rules, which the rules are there in place to pay free kicks, and they don't. All I've got to do is be more ticky touch wood, really, I feel, which would probably give another 10, 10 free kicks a game. And the players have got to be careful coming in. So I think the, the tacklers are just coming in too hard. And I think if they do just touch your high or shoulder or in the back, they fall on your back, it's no free kick. It's like, you've got to be careful coming in. Mm. And I, th I still really think that'll help with knocks as well. But people get say oh ticky touch with but I think people get used to it right and I think that and the girls are I think the girls have got a big issue as well because they're going in hard as well yeah. like really hard and they don't protect themselves that well either mm. so that's the first thing I do is pay more free kicks and then what happens with that is if, if there is going to be more free kicks well the people are going to be uh, be more defensive so they'll they might keep another one or two so a packs might stretch out a bit two or three players not around the pack that usually are. So it starts to, you've got to be careful that they don't get a free and play on quickly and hurt you. So I think that's one, one of the things that can happen. Your involvement then in the game now is what? I mean, you, you've personally coached a number of players. You were working with Cripper yeah. last year. Yeah. What, um, are you still doing that? And what else are you doing in terms yeah, of Yeah, well, I was you? doing it. Until I worked at Carlton this year, I was working with a lot of the, all the Carlton players, really. Mm. Just skills and development, which I really passionate about um, but I have worked with Tom Mitchell and you're teaching those blokes how to break the odd nose and stuff still <laughs> there's too many cameras now oh, okay yeah now it's difficult uh, but sorry you're working with Tom Mitchell yeah I've, I've worked with Tom over the years and I, but Tom and I are actually looking at putting a football development program online and a new app coming out soon so okay. it's something to look forward to because I really think there's a big hole in the, um, the coaching kicking ball handling etc so it's 
It's going to be pretty good. This is the Dad Bod Project. Right, I believe we're, uh, I believe we're four one, mate. Yeah, got me. Yeah, but it's time to. You might have to let me. I'm going to get my nose busted here. I've gone too hard too early. I think. Oh, he's come off the goal line. Yours, is yours, but bigger than mine or something. Nah, just, just. I've just been practicing for weeks, knowing that this was going to happen. So when did you learn you could sing? How old were you? Oh, I was shit. Yeah, I was shit for a long time. So I couldn't sing until I, I just was. Well, can you practice to be a better singer? Yeah, you betcha. Everybody can sing. If you can speak, you can sing. Okay. And I, um, when I realised I wasn't going to play cricket for Australia, which was pretty fucking early on, mm. uh, I thought, well, if I'm going to get girls, I'm going to have to learn to play guitar and sing. So I did it. Right. And for, I reckon, oh, for years and years, I was awful. And then I, I don't think I'm that great now, but I got fairly good at pretending I was good. Mm. And, um, yeah, we're still doing that now. It did mm. the trick. Good on you. I reckon that's yeah. a hard thing to do, singing. I'm good at everything except singing. Is that right? Yeah. Well, maybe and this. maybe this. in the next episode, Diesel and I are going to get together and we're going to do a going to do a duet. <laughs> Diesel, thanks for hanging out. No, thanks, brother.